Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Michael Roizen will join us to discuss aging. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science show. Well, most of us have woken up one morning and just felt older. All of a sudden, our backs hurts, words seem to blur on the page, and we forget why we walked in the room. And we might just worry, are we aging? Well, what if it didn't have to be this way? Well, 2007 saw the release of the New York Times bestseller, You, Staying Young, the owner's manual for looking good and feeling great, written by Drs. Mehmet Oz and Dr. Michael Roizen. And uh, it has now been released in uh, paperback, and the author, Dr. Michael Roizen, is the bestselling author and co-founder and originator of the popular realage.com website. He's also the chief wellness officer and chair of the Wellness Institute at the Cleveland Clinic and chief medical consultant to the Dr. Oz Show. And Dr. Roizen, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok's Science Show. My privilege, Charles. Thank you. Certainly our pleasure and certainly, I think, fascinating book, seeing the re-release of your uh, popular bestseller, You, Staying Young. I- I'm curious, how much of the aging process really is uh, inevitable and how much can we control? Well, we get to control a lot of Yes, and let me come back to that. Now, aging is inevitable. The rate at which you do it is what is controllable. That is, um, whether you age at the rate your genes want you to or whether you change which of your genes are on or not is really up to you. And small changes make a huge difference. So let me give you an example. If you delay aging by 20 years, well, every 10 years you age at a, at a rate that causes your cells about three times the defects. So in 20 years of saving, you've eliminated 10 years of defects or what we would call 10 years of feeling frail, of feeling less energy. So it's you really get to change a tremendous amount of how well and how long you live. Um, the process itself is, as of today, inevitable. And what do I mean by that? Well, in the book, we go through the 14 hypotheses on aging and why we feel frail when we get older. If you eliminate the, the diseases that are associated with cancer and heart disease and stroke, the diseases associated with aging, you might save eight years. But eliminating the process, slowing the process, you can currently save about 30 years, amazingly. That is, at age 80, you feel like you're 50. And there are 14 areas that we go through that are high areas of research, each of which has some things you can do in it now. But if there's a breakthrough in any one, we might be able to live to 160 with the quality of life we have when that breakthrough occurs. That's why it's so dramatic, and that's and the prediction is... Ray Kurzweil is the guy who predicted to the day when uh, the big blue computer, when the IBM computer would beat Casper of the chess champion, and who did Moore's Law and has predicted the, the change in solar um, 
use of solar energy in the United States and a whole bunch of other predictions. He's the chief science um, innovation officer for Google, has said that it is virtually certain by 2030 we will have a major aging breakthrough and that we'll be able to live to um, 160 or so at that, at that time. So you want to live as young as you can until then so that you live young when you get there. And I think his hope is that he can then upload his brain into a computer and live on indefinitely. <laughs> well, that's true for him. I, he, is, he is an amazing human being in uh, the predictions and uh, what he's doing to try and stay young. But in any case, he's one of the, the major scientists working hard on this. Yeah. So how, how much really of the aging process is understood? Where do you think the breakthroughs are going to come? And what is really the state of the science at the moment on aging? Well, the, the current... Um, data, if you will, and, and I think I want to go and say that we don't know where the the major breakthrough will occur. I can tell you where most of the excitement now is, is in processes that turn on your stem cell reproductive mechanisms. That is, we know that if you have enough stem cells, poor potent stem cells that can turn into anything. When you get injured, they rush into the injured area. So you have a heart attack, they rush into your heart. They, when you get rid of the damaged cells, the dead cells, they replace them and form the normal function. So in three months, many people come back to the same cardiac output, the same pumping function they had before they had the heart attack. The, the, Great news is that we're learning much more about what it takes to turn back those stem cells, make those stem cells reproduce. Um, part of it is getting their telomeres longer. Part of it is giving them a some form of protein incentive that turns them on so that they do reproduce. I mean, it's like having the uh, increased libido for us. Well, there's, the stem cells need that increased libido too, and it's a protein that turns them on, probably one that turns us on too. But anyway, the protein that turns them on then allows us to, when we get injured, to be repaired. So we will have injuries. So part of aging is the damage that occurs from wear and tear, the damage that occurs from injuries, the damage from random events. Those damage from random events and all of the wear and tear, etc., that will occur. But what we need then is something that will um, replace those damaged areas and the repair of the damage and that's really the key so the key that they're thinking of is how do we get those stem cells to reproduce in one of the deep areas of that's come up that we mentioned in the book there are two real areas that do this one is managing stress seems to do this exceedingly well and the second one is um, a called periodic fasting and it is five days of fast at about half the normal calories, 1,000 the first day, 750 for the next four days. And then you refeed. So it's five days a month of this half, half calories fast. Well, it turns out during the refeeding period, your stem cells um, go wild with reproducing themselves. And so this may be at least if we're like the animals, but it's only done it in a limited number of humans, about 100 humans so far in two studies, 
And if this holds up, this may be one of the great breakthrough areas, that is, what the mechanism is that periodic fasting causes that causes us to reproduce our stem cells. We should be able to find that out from this work. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, different from uh, those famous caloric restriction studies, a similar mechanism involved? No, the calorie restriction studies work on the cert gene or the cert gene complex to slow the rate of primary aging, the primary damage. What this does is it does that, but instead of just doing that, which is what calorie restriction does, during the refeeding period, it causes the duplication, the replication of stem cells. So calorie restriction, you kill damaged cells quicker so you don't have the damaged cells staying around as part of the stress response. You don't get that inflammation from the damaged cells. So you're getting rid of damaged cells quicker. The refeeding, which is the breakthrough quite by accident done in animal models, but the refeeding is where the stem cells replicate and then come in and are able to reproduce. So to, to take it to a, to a um, model of, of childbirth, when you go to calorie restriction, there's starvation during um, a period of time, you women become amenorrheic or they don't produce, um, if you will, eggs to produce offspring. So you decrease that because you don't want your offspring bought Um, brought to life in a calorie-restricted or in a stressful environment. The contrary to that is when you refeed after that period, it is a period of heightened um, birth and of heightened, um, if you will, fertility. And that's what this apparently does. It, It works the same way at a cellular level, but the fertility that you have is of your stem cells being able to reproduce, and those stem cells are the things that are key for repairing the natural damage that we all will occur, rather by random events of wear and tear or injury. So uh, I'm curious then, irrespective of what we know about the mechanism, what then is the advice for how we should eat, live, exercise in terms of trying to slow down the aging process and and repair ourselves naturally? Well, in the book, we don't go, I mean, we we talk about only things that have been shown in at least four studies in humans, so it's scientifically valid. Um, One of the the neat studies on real age came out last year was independently they looked at the first 18 million people who had taken the real age test, and they found that we were a better predictor of um, cardiovascular mortality and all-cause mortality than was Framingham AT3 or um, Reynolds, which you'd expect us to be, if you will, because of the fact that we have many more factors in it and, and have only used data from at least four studies in humans. But there are a couple things in the book, such as the periodic fast, where there are only a couple studies in humans, so we're careful to point those out. But the point that I wanted to bring up from your question is, many of the things have been established. So we know there are four things in exercise that slow the rate of aging. One is any exercise, that is um, 10,000 steps a day equivalent. And whether you do it swimming, you get 100 steps a, a minute for swimming or gardening and 80 steps a minute or walking, where you usually get about 100 steps a minute. It is 10,000 steps a minute breaks down insulin resistance much better than 8,000. You don't get much more benefit from 12,000. So that's why 10,000 is the number. You do resistance exercises, the second component, 20 minutes twice a week. Eight major, eight of your core major muscle groups 
to be uh, strengthened, if you will, by um, exercising them to exhaustion in a two-minute period. And so that's the second. The third one is uh, doing cardio 20 minutes three times a week at 80% or more of your age-adjusted max or the easy way of thinking about that, sweating in a cool room or if you want to put on a, a heart rate monitor, it's 220 minus your calendar age gives you your age-adjusted max and it's 80% of that. And the fourth one is new this year. We have it in the book because there's enough data on it, and that is jumping. So if you want to increase bone density of hip and spine, it is 40 jumps a day. It takes less than two minutes to do 40 jumps. Whether it is jump rope or just jump jack or jumping in place, it's not on a rebounder or, or a, something like that. It's just jumping against a hard surface. Um, causes your uh, the bone cells that increase bone uh, mass to become active and turns them on. So they're so when I say simple things and steady things are important, it is those four exercises. But there are new things such as the jumping this year. Same thing with stress management. If you do only one thing in life, the greatest danger is unmanaged stress. And the easiest way to decrease your rate of aging is to manage is to learn to manage stress. Uh, well, it looks like we are running slightly out of time. I'm just curious if people want to know more about your advice or, or besides, of course, the, the re-release of the book, what are some uh, resources they can go to to look at? Well, the book is the, the best one. It is You Staying Young. And it's available on Amazon or a number, probably a local bookstore. The, um, we have much of the material some of the key material is on Amazon.com from that, as well as if you go ShareCare.com or RealAge.com, ShareCare.com owns RealAge, so you can go to ShareCare.com or RealAge.com. A lot of the material and the action steps are there for people to learn more and more about the science and the scientific studies. All right. The book is You, Staying Young, the Owner's Manual for Looking Good and Feeling Great. And the authors are Drs. Mehmet Oz and Dr. Michael Roizen. And Dr. Roizen, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grox Science Show. Well, I want to thank you. It's a privilege. All right. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grox Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at grox.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.